today on The Open Word with Pastor David Landry. Open our hearts, change us from within by the open word. Give us ears to hear your truth and eyes to see the needs around us as we draw. Jesus cared about people. He was concerned about the conditions of our hearts and the spiritual well-being of all of our lives. And so he fulfilled the letter of God's law, as well as the spirit and the intent of the law. The Pharisees, they expect the people to meet the exact requirements of man's law. And that's why they're so quick to bring judgment and condemnation. But our Lord is Lord of the Sabbath and He is Lord of the law. In today's message, Pastor David asks us this important question. Are you bound to the letter of the law, or do you live your life in the spirit and the intent of the law? Those that are bound to the letter of the law live religious lives that look good on the exterior, but on the inside, thoughts and motives of these people reveal a lack of mercy, compassion, and grace for other people. The people of God who walk in step with the spirit obey the Lord out of love and devotion, and are like Jesus for His love for Abba and others. Now here's Pastor David with part two of today's message entitled, Lord of the Law. And he said to them, The Son of Man is also Lord of the Sabbath. Jesus brought the Pharisees back to the Old Testament story. As David was fleeing from Saul, his men were hungry. The only place that they could find at that point in time was the tabernacle. They went to the tabernacle. Within the tabernacle, there was what was called the showbread, loaves of bread that were there. They were put out fresh every day. Now, at the end of the day, they would take the old ones out. The priests would then be, only the priests were allowed to eat them. Well, as David and his men came to the tabernacle, the priest that was there says, all we have is the showbread. And yet David and his men were hungry. Only the priests were allowed to eat it, but yet that priest gave the bread to David, and therefore he and his men were nourished by the bread. And Jesus brought this out to him because he knew that if the Pharisees spoke against it, they would be speaking against David. But David was allowed to move, he was allowed to act in a manner that was above the letter of the law because of his men's hunger. Thus Jesus, again, was in essence declaring the same thing, and and the Pharisees didn't have an answer for it. Jesus finished this up by making that statement, the Son of Man is also Lord of the Sabbath. What a powerful statement that is to make declaring for himself as the Son of Man before these Pharisees. And yet, the Pharisees, understanding that it was Jehovah that instituted the Sabbath way back at the very beginning of creation, six days he labored, on the seventh he rested. And yet they weren't able to answer Jesus at this point. There was nothing that they could say. So let me ask you this. Did the disciples, as they went through that grain field, 
Did they break the law? Interesting question. They broke man's law, but they didn't break God's law. They broke the rabbinical law of the day. There's no doubt about that. And according to the Pharisees, they were literally reaping and grinding as they pulled the stalks off and as they rubbed them in their hands. But in no way had they broken either the true law of God or even the spirit or the intent of God's law. As a matter of fact, they were in the presence of God in human flesh as they walked through that grain field. They weren't breaking his law at all. The fourth of the Ten Commandments is this. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you nor your son nor your daughter, nor your male servant nor your female servant, nor your cattle nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that is in them and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and and hallowed it. Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 through 11. So God gave the Sabbath in order that we would stop. In order that we would stop. Literally to make man stop from his labors and rest. The day was required to be regarded as, as holy, as set apart, as sanctified. It was a special day that was extended to the whole household, including the servants and, and the animals. The fact is, how many of us, even today, wish we had sometimes, sometimes, wish we had an extra hour in the day? How, how many of us sometimes say, oh, if I just had another day this week to accomplish all that I want to do or, or need to do? But the problem is, those extra hours, you know what we would do? That extra day, you know what we would do? We would fill it up. We would fill it up with all the stuff that we get so involved in. God gave us the Sabbath, actually, as a blessing to man, to cease from his labors and and to remember that all of our well-being, our our substance, our sustenance, all of it comes from God. No matter how hard I work, no matter how many hours I put in, I need to stop and realize, you know what, it's not my labor that provides for me, not in the grand sense of things. It's God that provides for me. And I need to stop in my journey throughout the week to recognize, realize, and acknowledge the fact that it's God who provides for us. The Pharisees had changed that day of God's blessing, and it made it a day literally of God's condemnation and God's judgment, as again, there were so many rules that the people were weighed under, that it lost the meaning, it lost the use of that time of bringing glory and praise to God, to offer up a thanksgiving for his blessing because of the previous week and because of the week that's yet to come. It was never intended to be a burden. It was intended to be a blessing both to man as well as to God. And early on in the life of the church, the day that was set aside for remembrance, for praise, for prayer, and for study, instead of on Saturday as the Jews did, the early church moved it to Sunday. The first day of the week. That was the day of the Lord's resurrection. That's what we read in our word of the Lord's day. As they gathered together on the Lord's day, it was on Sunday. We find it in the scripture that the disciples came together then. Even then, it wasn't a day to to be a burden, but it was to be a day of prayer and praise and study in the word of God. In writing about the fourth commandment, 
Martin Luther, a great reformer of, of the church, wrote these words. He says, on such a day of rest and freedom, time should be taken to attend divine services so that we come together to hear the word of God and the things of God and then to praise God, to sing and to pray. However, this, I say, is not so restricted to any time as with the Jews, that it must be just on this or that day. For in itself, no one day is better than another. But this should indeed be done daily, daily. We ought to be creatures of worship and acknowledging the reality, not only of the greatness of God, but his provision in our life in a daily way. Even as the word tells us in the New Testament, all that we find to do, give glory to God. And everything that we do with our hands, giving glory and recognition to God, whatever it might be. Luther continues on. He says that whatever hour then God's word is taught, preached, heard, read, or meditated upon, there the person, day, and work are sanctified thereby. Not because of the external work, but because of the word which makes saints of us all. Therefore, I constantly say that all our life and work must be ordered according to God's word, if it is to be God-pleasing and holy. Where this is done, this fourth commandment is in force and is being fulfilled. Is it a day? Is it an hour? No. It's a life. It's the life of how you and I live our lives. Jesus actually is the completion of our Sabbath. We understand that. We know that yet for us there remains a Sabbath rest at the end of this time, at the end of this life that we're living. But our lives ought to be lived literally as every day as a Sabbath, giving glory and honor to God. So here this morning in our text, and so in life, these Pharisees, and the spirit of Phariseeism is more concerned about law and rule, never looking beyond the surface of absolute external compliance. You've got to fit your life within this box. Those who have that spirit of Phariseeism. Oh, and yes, we've got that even in the church today, don't we? That you've got to be this way, and if you're not exactly in this place, in this form, in this style, then you're wrong. Beloved, there is great freedom in Christ. Not freedom to sin, but freedom to live our lives fully.